Hello. Hello. Hey, Matt. Hey, Trish. Wait, is it Friday already? It is Friday. Do you know what that means? Time, Time for, for an intercontinental kiki. kiki. Hello, Matt. Hello, Trish. Welcome, everyone. To Matt, today is your first episode as an official co-host. Welcome. Thank you so much. I don't know if you all can hear it, but there is a small audience of four cats clapping in the background. Yeah, I don't know if you can hear my my four little ankle biters or cat, chihuahuas are clapping for you as well. Oh, I think that's, that's lovely. I love that. Yeah, they're happy I'm no longer smothering them with affection. <laughs> I, that's what my cats are too. They're like, oh great, he has something to do during the day. Yes. Blessings. <laughs> They've had you me know, for a year now. They're over it. Oh God. Yeah. My dogs are like, mom, you've been home for a year. It's time for you to move on. We're good. <laughs> At first they were like, yes, he's buying us a cat, like all these treats. I bought them a new cat tree. Uh, I put up some cat shells. I, me and my husband built them a, like a geodesic dome out of cardboard. Okay. <laughs> that was probably like by May last year. We oh Lord. Well, you're a good cat dad because you I mean you bought like um, treats for them, like calming treats so that they don't drive you nuts now. Uh, yeah, I had to buy them the, uh, what are they? Um, they're uh, called um, diffusers. So it's like, you know, those like Glade, like old school 90s, like Glade plug-in. Do you remember oh, those wow. things? Like plug-in. Not the old 90s style plug-ins. <laughs> yeah, so it's like that, but like huge. And I have to like screw these like vials into the bottom of them. <laughs> and that works. And then, yeah, and I plugged them in yesterday for the first time, and uh, my cat started collecting around them like fruit flies around a bowl of bananas. It was concerning. <laughs> oh my god! I wonder if they. I have to ask my friend um, if they have that for dogs. They do. Uh, oh, they do. They awesome. do, they do make it for dogs. Yes, it's a, cause it's just a pheromone. Okay, I have yeah. to find that. Because um, yesterday my, my my dog disappeared on me all night. Couldn't oh yes, I, re- I woke up to these. I woke up to I, these videos and they were, I, I was like, oh no. Was a, yeah, I found that he was alive cause he kept leaving me little presents. Oh yeah, I told, I believe I mentioned a story about my mother's chihuahua, rest in peace, Chico. You um, mentioned something about that, yeah, yeah. in our off off area. My mother was. I'll tell. I'll tell everyone on air. I don't. I have no quorums about that. The dog Chico did not like me. Chico did not really like anyone other than my mom. So it is what it chihuahua. is. But um. Yeah, so we, we, he was a rescue. We got him from a family that they didn't think they were ever going to have kids. So they got a chihuahua. Then they had kids and the, like the to- like the baby would just like crawl around on the ground and like smash the chihuahua around and stuff like that. Aww. Yeah, so it didn't have a good life. So my mom got this chihuahua and she was in the hospital a lot. So like during the time she'd been in the hospital, if my dad wasn't around, he would not go outside for me. Like, refused. And I would just have to, like, find his little turds. Yeah, that's what he did. And literally, what pissed me off is they were always, like, just done when I went to clean it up. I'm like, mother... He was watching you in the corner. Like, I see you picking up my shit. (laughs) Well, I found him this morning. And literally, when I found him, I I touched him. Because he's 14 years old. He's an old man. Oh, bless his heart. It was like a taxidermy dog. Like, <gasps> would it move? I'm like, are you alive? Like, what? No. And then he, then he started like, oh. I'm like, okay, you're alive. Get your ass out of where you are. Oh, poor guy. Go outside. <laughs> and He's he did just... it again today. He, he, he likes little tight confined spaces. My mom used to sew. So we have a little basket with my mom sewing things and there's an empty Tupperware container in there. He was in that empty Tupperware container in the basket. <laughs> and I'm that gonna... Tupperware container does not fit him. It's like 
two sizes too small for his little body even. But he was just sitting there, like paws hanging over the edge, looking at me like, leave me alone. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is you also have cats at home. I have, I have a cat, I know. I have three dogs. I have an old man. I have an, <laughs> a, a grumpy old woman who's a tweeny mix. And then I have my bat dog. And I call him my bad dog. He's the youngest. And then we have, like, in Florida, we get hurricanes. So we have the accordion shutters. So, like, oh, y'all are ready. Instead of putting up the, the plywood. The plywood? Yeah. Oh, God. I have a story about that. But, um, well, I, <laughs> you know what? I gotta say, I'm glad that at least, because in Canada, I'm not kidding you. All we get to see when there's hurricanes coming down there is pictures of people with plywood on their storefronts or their houses. <laughs> they don't show us any of the people that have door window coverings that are meant for that <laughs> because yeah. they want us to think that everyone is tr in trouble and derelict and like <laughs> praying their yeah, house doesn't wash away. Our doors are in our doors are impact. So they can take a hit and won't break. Well, the cops can't even bust your door down. <laughs> well, I wouldn't know, and I'm not going to give him a chance to try again. Well, I wouldn't either, anyway. but I mean, it's nice to know that a burglar couldn't do what, I mean. Well, yeah, um, they can only do so much, but we have like that little ledge from the accordion shutters. So every night he'll jump up on the ledge because of the dining tables by the window. He'll jump up on the ledge and like look up like, what are you doing? Why aren't you feeding me? Why am I outside? That is adorable. That It's cute. It's cute. But it's like, dude, you break a paw. I don't know what I'm going to do if you break a paw because you got short legs. It's so expensive, too. Like, anything to take the pets in is so expensive. I don't know how... Maybe we can do a quick comparison. Like, I don't know how much veterinary is down there, but um, oh up Imagine. here for our tripod... Well, our oh. now tripod, Abby, um, mm -hmm. we were looking at getting it done in the city to have her leg removed because it, we had no choice. It was just, it had to be done. Oh. We were looking at $4,000 in the city. Jeez, well, let's put it this way. We paid when less got, than two. When I got my little, my, my, the, my bat dog, Mochi, um, oh. here in the, in the U.S., at least in full, in all around really when you adopt from the humane society or an animal shelter run by the by like the city or whatever they um spay or neuter them oh that's good you don't get an option mm -hmm. um to get an intact animal unless they're like tw like you get one of the rare ones that are like 12 weeks old that they find abandoned because they like, can't yeah yeah if they're older they get spayed or neutered and they literally I went, they told me, come pick up your dog at this time when I adopted him. And literally they had just taken him out of surgery like 25 minutes later, earlier. So the dog was hopped up on on like the anesthesia. All the no ketamines. Collar, no collar, no e-collar, no nothing to stop him from licking his his wound. What? And he, he was so hopped up on, on like, on like the, the drugs. He was just like floppy little tongue hanging out kind of thing. And then the next day he started licking and he got an infection. I had to take him to the vet. They had to redo the surgery. That was $600. Well, okay. So you guys absolutely pay way more than we do because, um, okay. So just like we're talking small animals, spay or neuter. Um, because I imagine, like, a, but let's be real, a chihuahua is about the same amount of work as a cat to spay or neuter. Let's be honest. Pretty much. Um, they're both roughly the same size, you know. Um, cats are so, probably bigger. <laughs> yeah. So I had to, I actually went through a program just because there's lots of cats that people don't take care of in Calgary. So there's a program that helps you get it done um, at a discount. But if yeah. I if yeah. I hadn't have gotten it done with this program, I would have been looking at like three hundred dollars per cat for well, neutering. We, well, I adopted him, and it was like sixty bucks. That included the surgery. Oh, that's nice. And, 
and then they had you had to take them to a vet within a week you know and they usually yeah. they usually cover the first vet visit too right there do they mm -hmm. do that there they, yeah, do they that can here. some vets do like they give you a list of vets that'll work with you yeah and then the county does do like discounts pay neutering and all that service and there's well, like good. And there's different service providers around the area too. Um, there's a mobile pet clinic that goes to like Walgreens and stuff around here where it's a discount to do certain services like vaccines, rabies, stuff like that for them. So I took, I got him like, in, you sign a contract yeah. saying you're, when you adopt him saying in, that you, within a week, you're gonna take him to the vet. And they give you a list, the vet I like, and I've taken my other two actually on the list. So I took them. And That's a bit the better. Vet, yeah. And I took her, I took him to the vet. And after I saw it, the, he was licking the wound. There was nothing that could stop him. She looks at me and she goes, well, you can take him to the shelter and they can redo the surgery or I can do it. And it's going to cost you about 500 to $600. Um, and I just, I told her, you know what? I'll spend the $500 on you versus taking the poor baby back to the shelter that didn't give me an e-collar, didn't give yeah. me anything to stop him from, from like licking, um, no medication, no food, no nothing. At I'm least, like, yeah, I'll spend the money on it. At least they could have sent you home with that. Like at least with no collar, at least two weeks of antibiotics probably would have managed the no. fact that he could access it, at least in terms of infection. Yeah. And then you could have tried to maintain the opening of the wound at least. Oh, you want to laugh? When I took him in, he was, I didn't hear him coughing. She heard him coughing. She's like, why is he in here? He shouldn't, I go, why? He, goes, he has kennel cough. So on top of everything, I had to pay for antibiotics for his kennel cough. The viewers can't see this, right? And the listeners can't see this right now. But instead of the mimosa, I'm just going straight for the bottle of Henkel. <laughs> yeah, he's swigging right on the bottle. Very classy. So, um, while I kept feeling, I was like, wow, um, Bob Barker's death wasn't in vain. I feel like it still kind of was because it's while you're spayed and neutering your pets down there. <laughs> the quality is eh. It's dicey at best. As a long, avid viewer of The Price is Right, I actually stopped viewing The Price is Right after um, Bob Barker stopped because... Well, uh, Drew Carey took over, Drew right? Drew Carey took over, and I really like Drew Carey on Whose Line Is It Anyways, which... Did you guys get that down there in America? Yeah, we got Whose Line Is It We got the Drew Carey show. And did you know that Whose Line Is It Anyways is actually a UK and Canadian TV show? At this point, I am not surprised. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, actually, all like the the main comics aside from Drew Carey are actually all Canadian. Who is it now? But now it's who um, is it Jamila Jill who's taking over that, or she's doing um something else similar? Or is who's like, is it even on anymore? Like I, I don't saw know because. For some reason, all I can think of right now is how the internet is pushing for LaVar, LaVar, sorry. Two mimosas deep. I can't be trusted. LaVar Burton. LaVar Burton. Everyone wants him to host Jeopardy. He want no, he wants to host it. Everybody's behind him. And I'm, I'm here for it. I have mixed feelings. I love Alex Trebek as a Canadian, but, yeah. um, I love Alex. I'd be okay with LeVar Burton continuing it. I feel like he has that like smooth, silky voice, smooth, silky voice that Jeopardy requires. I think he has that um, that intelligence. You also like... need a little bit of snark because Alex Trebek got sassy with some people sometimes. I loved it. Okay, nerd. Outing myself as a nerd, I love Jeopardy. <laughs> I, I love Jeopardy love... too. I love it. I, I love watching it. So it's like, I, once they, they said he has pancreatic cancer, I'm like, oh God. Yeah, I was like, and everyone's like, no, it'll be okay. It's looking good. I was like, pancreatic no. cancer is a death sentence, guys. It's like pancreatic cancer. Um, you can't live without your pancreas. And by the time they find out you have pancreatic oh. cancer, it's usually it's stage three or, or above. Yeah. It's, it's one of not. the most fatal. 
it's yeah it, there's no real recovery from it so when they're like he's doing better i'm like okay well you did better than patrick swayze and you know what it, here's the thing and everyone was hoping that you know he was going to recover to do jeopardy but i think at the end of the day his getting better was probably so that he could do things that he wanted to do in his personal life and feel you know what i mean feel complete on that end and yeah. leave the world knowing that he had done what he needed to do yeah like when they said he had passed i was just like took a moment and you know heartbreak tear and everything and then it's just like they started putting these um like when they aired his the final episode i was like oh I have not watched that. I don't know. It's gonna if I be can. rough. I didn't watch it. So I'm like, it's gonna be rough. I feel like it's gonna be the um dog episode of Futurama where the dog's waiting for Fry and he just waits and waits and waits until he dies. I feel like it's gonna be very that. Like they're gonna open the show and I'm gonna be sobbing. Right. It's like knowing and then at the end when they put like rest in peace, Alex Alex Trebek, I'm like, Ugh. like dagger through the heart. Like no. And they keep, like, they keep being like, wait, put it on Netflix. And I was like, the least you can do for a Canadian is give me all of Jeopardy. Right? I Literally, I don't even get three full seasons of Jeopardy. I am a Canadian citizen. I demand full Jeopardy on my Canadian Netflix. <laughs> I'm putting it's, it out there now, Canadian Netflix. Right. Netflix, I'm coming for you. I want all of my Jeopardy. All it's your right as a Canadian citizen and Alex Rebecca as an international icon. Just like Americans have the right to view every goddamn single episode of Wheel of Fortune at their will. It is your it is your right as an American citizen to watch as much Wheel of Fortune as you want. Why? It is so because it is so iconically Americana. Price is right is iconically Americana. It also is, but we I mean, Fortune. I would, I would backwatch all the Prices Right on Netflix I, if they put it. I out. would watch Prices Right, but like Wheel of Fortune, just don't. No, I can't. I, li I like trying to like guess the puzzles, but I find um, Wheel of Fortune's not um, it's so like we all know in Jeopardy they get like they get all the topics and the answers. It's just about memorizing, right? Whereas I find Wheel of Fortune is very like. It's a very strategic game and how you like pick letters and then like look for the sentence. Cause like I've tried to look for like, I guess like the quote unquote Sasha Bell code in Wheel of Fortune okay, and I can't yeah. find it. I can't find it. There's no Sasha Bell code. Yeah, I I actually, um, you know that every so often they hold auditions for um, Jeopardy. Mm -hmm. And like they literally what they do is, cause I've auditioned for it. And oh, I love that. Oh, it's that brought me so much joy. Oh, <laughs> literally, it's like you you sign up and they let you know we're auditioning, and then they give you a link and you basically do a Jeopardy. Like they'll ask you questions, maybe ten questions, and based on that they go. And some of these questions are like, who the hell would know this? But what, that's funny because the actual game they play, like they know. They know all of the topics. They know it's literally about memorization for them. Well, I don't know how they do it. Like, I don't know. Do they tell you, okay, you have world history. You have this, this, this. Like, beforehand, do they just, you know, are you just smart enough? Like, do you go through multiple screenings to the point where they'll just tell you these are the topics for the episode? And yeah, they so from, it? I from what I understand, um, it's a couple tests, like knowledge tests. Yeah. That they make you do. And then once you're actually picked for the show, you're given all the categories for like the first round and the second round. And I believe, I don't know if Final Jeopardy is included in that. Um, so what you can do is it allows you to like research all of that. So like when the, an like when the answers come up, it's up to you, like how well you've memorized them, which is why some people get like, really close but not like close Enough. but no cigar very that glenn close but no cigar so it's very drag race then like you get a list of topics possible yeah like possible yeah, um 
things going on and then it's up to you to make it work. Yeah, we have to remember that like anything that's like based in what appears to be reality for us on TV, there's always an element of production involved and game shows are absolutely not immune to that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, not at all. But like, I just well, find it like, it's funny because it's, I've known about this for a while, but just bringing it up now, it's like, for those listeners that don't know and are Drag Race fans, if you don't know, now you know. Once you're picked for Drag Race, you get a list of possible runway scenarios. This is the, um, this is when they talk about, I have three weeks to prepare for Drag Race. Yeah, when they're talking about, I had three weeks, I had this, I had that. Because some some girls, I they don't all get picked at the same time. So some girls may have like, let's say six weeks, eight weeks. Some may have three or four weeks, but- um, From what I've heard, it's not usually more than five. Yeah, but they give you um, a list of possible possible challenges and runway themes. And then it's up to you to pack accordingly and come up with multiple, because you see some of the queens after the show were like, um, I originally intended it to be used for this, but then I ended up using it for this. I have a great example of that. I don't know. Um, Shout out to Bob the Drag Queen. Love Bob the Drag Queen. Um, but Bob the Drag Queen talked on her podcast. Or not. It was a YouTube video, actually. Not her podcast. Sorry. It was a YouTube video. Okay. She looked over her all of her looks from season eight. She just re-looked at them, you know. Okay. While she has to sit there and watch them. And uh, yeah, the roller skate challenge, she legit thought was going to be a mini challenge. Because they don't tell you whether it's a mini or a main. Yeah. So they'll just be said... like, roller rink girl. Um, chola fast drag. Or no, not even fast drag. Chola, you know what I mean? Like, they just give you these, like, this, like, list of 20 plus yeah. themes. <laughs> yeah, like, we're recording of the show like taping the show is done over like a month to two month period it's what is really it? really to, quick in two tv to three time. days an episode huh it's three. two to three days an episode yeah it's like you you hear them talk about oh um for they do 12 to 14 hour days and then they do like literally the, they have like two or three days to do a challenge mm-hmm. and then they record. It's done within a month, maybe four weeks to six weeks at most. It's what it record. It's really fast in TV time. Yeah. They, they hammer those girls, man. I think, what is it? Sunday is the only actual day off filming, I believe. If I remember Race yeah. Chaser. Yeah, they have one day off a week. And then they do 12 to 16 hour days. And it's not just a challenge. You have to realize that the main runway, it's not just, oh, um, you do one pass by, you do two pass bys. No, you walk it multiple times because they grab it from every angle. Then you walk without the music to the music. Then you have to and listen to the critiques. That's the one without like, they they make all those jokes while you're walking the runway with no music. Yeah. So we hear, can you hear the love? And then it's we- just like, they're commenting, but all the drag queen hears is, somebody call the plumber, cause I see a lot of crack. Right, the queens hear the- Everything. The everything that said all the jokes up oh, and little um side rumor note thingy you know how rue is famous for those little one-liners yes apparently he's fed them via an earpiece oh well if we're gonna do tea then maybe we should take a break and come back and do right. some drag yes. race tea Let's take a break and we'll be back with some Drag Race tea. Yes. Okay.
All right, and we are back. Thank you for sticking around. So do we want to talk some just Drag Race gossip and nonsense? Because we can. We should. There's a lot going around. Let's talk about all these fancy rumors. Yeah, so it we I'm sure through Facebook and social media, everyone's kind of heard about Drag Race International now. I think every single person I know on social media has sent me something about it because they know how much I watch Drag Race, whether they watch it or not, actually. Okay. Well, it's not official. Because I was trying to... Everyone think thinks of, it is. I was digging up some, just, you know, doing my little Nancy Drew, and it's not official. Like, there's nothing from WoW, nothing from Rue, but that hasn't stopped people from speculating it's happening and who's on it. There's numerous different cast lists apparently out for this already. Um, I know a few people that we've seen consistently on these lists. Uh, just uh, Lemon. I've seen Jimbo numerous yeah. on numerous lists. Uh, Cheryl. Cheryl Hole. Cheryl Hole. Uh, Blue Hydrangea. Bag Blue Hydrangea. Baga. Um, we've... There's even been things as crazy to suggest as Pangina Heels potentially being yeah, a cast member. Yeah, Pangina Heels. And the funny thing is, there's um, one of the things that's sparking all of this is apparently there were some tweets where Lemon was saying like, oh my God, I'm so sorry my phone died because she had been out of social media. And Jimbo said the same thing. My thumbs broke, my phone broke. So there have been a few of these queens, you know, off of social media for a while and now apologizing for it. Yes, Pangina's club opened, but then she was also has been meditating for the last few months privately. She's now the meditation queen. Uh-huh. And the funny thing about Pangina is, for those that don't know, there is a Drag Race Thailand and Drag Race Thailand is my favorite incarnation of Drag Race. Just, I just want to make It's the most, that. it's the most inclusive, most forward of the drag race, drag race versions. They but Pangina Pangina is a co-host. So, is she hosting Drag Race International, or is she participating in Drag Race International as a queen? Here's. Here's the thing. I, as much as I would love to see her just like show all these ladies what's up, yeah. I would much more rather hear her tell me how she thinks about all these ladies that we're thinking about. Uh, she's, a, because she's a shady one. Uh, Pangina, first, I don't know, first of all, if you guys haven't listened or haven't watched any of Drag Race Thailand, um, Drag Race Thailand season two, I believe, is available on Mom Presents in Canada and the US. Yes. Um, so it's available in across in our intercontinental zone. Um, but honestly, go check it out. Pangina Hills is very honest, but not in the um, Michelle Visage way that we're used to, which is very upfront and very in your face. It's, it's always um, compliment and a critique. There's never, it's never just, I don't like your dress. Your hair sucks. Your makeup's not right. It's there's always like an actual positive critique when she talks to you and her and Art Aria are just excellent. excellent. I love them. I, I love them I both. Love they them. keep posting all these secret while we're talking about speculation, I know we're getting off track, but um it almost seems like we're getting another season of Drag Race Thailand. From well, all how, of these posts. Well we have so many Drag Race variations. We have Drag Race Down Under premiering May 1st. Yes. We have... Which, oh my god, that's so soon. Right? And It's like a minute away. The, yes, and there, I'm a, I work with Australia, as we've heard in podcasts previously, so I'm Shout a big Aussie fan. I'm a big... Is it Aussie, Aussie, Aussie? Oi, oi, oi! I'm a big oh, are they, Aussie. Are they, are they talking to you from Melbourne? Melbourne. I love Aussie queens, so my favorite is on it. I followed her for a while, Art Simone. Oh yes, I do follow them as well. Art Simone, um, the other than Art, Karen from Finance 
is on this season. See, I I haven't had a chance to like creep her Instagram like properly, but that name, I saw that name and I was like, mm, Just I'm that gonna follow name. you because un- well, you- until you pull a sherry pie, I can't find anything wrong with you. Well, see, and, and the thing with Sherry Pie getting off track is, yes, what she did was absolutely horrific. It is non-condonable. But that doesn't take away from her talent. Um, we might differ I, on that. Because I mean, okay. like, there was, a, there was a queen that was... Uh, sent home before unpacking her suitcases from season 13 of Drag Race for doing something unsavory during her act. So, I mean... Well, that was after the whole Sherry Pie debacle. Began to me... Like, because I'm Sherry not... Pie taught Drag Race that they need to vet their contestants properly. Yeah. After, I, how did it take 12 seasons for them to learn that um, people do shady things? And I'm sorry, New York is a tight knit community when it comes to drag New York is like Southern yeah. California it's very tight there's few circles that run it what do you mean West Hollywood and L- LA don't even identify as the same drag community what are you talking about California they, Southern California drag is very <laughs> clicky, very divisive and I got some tea on that um, as far as like how clicky and divisive it is but like yeah um, pretty much if one of the girls that runs the scene or a scene yeah because yeah you have San, because you have like San Diego drag you have general LA drag then you have West Hollywood drag yeah. and in West Hollywood you have like the Rue girls and the local girls oh it's very that yeah yeah. Even as a Canadian, it's very easy to see that it's um, yeah. it's a very segmented area of drag, especially like for such a large country. It it gets really nitty gritty in Southern California. Yeah, and New York is the same way. New York has a couple of really good clubs like Industry, Pieces, Therapy um, yeah. are the top three um, that I, I know of. And I know this because of Rosé, Laguna Blue, and Jan. From Jan from season 12, Rosé from the current season, and Laguna Blue, who is rumored to be on season 14. Just because you mentioned Jan, I'd just love to bring up the fact that I am still drinking mimosas and feeling my jantasy. (laughs) Yeah, he, again, he's drinking mimosas. I'm over here with um, my soda because I got my COVID shot yesterday. Fair enough. I would, um, once I get my COVID shot, I will probably take about three days, three days, I mean, 12 hours off of drinking. I was um, going to say, um, can you last three days? Um, I did three days about three weeks ago or so. It was longer than that, actually. Okay. Um, when we first started moving, like, and getting ready to, like, but when we, like, okay, so we're selling the house, and then me and my husband were buying our house. It was really stressful and sometimes I thought I'd want to drink, but then like I'd have one beer or something and I'd be like, I can't do this. So I'd go like numerous days with what I call non-drinking, which like, I'm sorry, if you have one beer and you can't even finish it, you didn't drink that day. At least in Canada. I kind of agree. Kind of Um, agree. Like the amount of times like I'd look at my husband and I'd be like, can you just finish this for me? I'm so sorry. I just, I'm so not, I thought I was into it. I'm not into it. It's yeah. just, it's not happening. It's, you know, it's, you know, it's like when a woman gets a headache and her husband's like, hey, and she's like, no, it's very that. <laughs> Except with beer or sparkling wine or tequila or vodka or gin. Or gin. Yeah, I'm a vodka tequila girl. Although tequila has to be mixed into a cocktail. But I can do vodka Speaking of tequila, I'm going to bring that as our... I'm going to bring that as a feature cocktail of the month next month. Yes, we're going to be starting a alcohol and cocktail of the month. Which will be... You hear the shaking of that massive bottle of tequila? Yeah. It's ready for May. It's um, ready for you. The viewers should know that um, Canada sells tequila and alcohol 
in Costco. I believe so you guys do too. Yeah, but it's a Costco-sized jug of tequila. <laughs> yes, it's a liter of the Kirkland Tequila Anejo, which, as I discovered recently, is fantastic for mixing. So um, look forward to my... Uh, I think I'm going to do something with pear um, okay. and the Tequila Anejo. Okay. And yeah, um, just for yeah, a nice, uh, bright drink that we can encourage people to sip on the weekend while they listen to us talk about nonsense. Yeah, um, yeah, and we'll have it out in time for Cinco de Mayo. Yes, I will have the recipe. I'm planning on having the recipe up hopefully May 1st or 2nd. Yeah, or as the um, the white people in the U.S. call it, Cinco de Drinco. Cinco de Drinco, or if you're a big fan of Arrested Development, Cinco de Cuatro. Cinco de Cuatro. <laughs> Which was the holiday that was invented to stop people, stop, as America, as Arrested Development referred to it as, the help from celebrating on the 5th. I haven't seen Arrested Development. Uh, I, with, so I have to to say, Jessica Walter just passed away recently. Um, She was the voice of Mallory on Archer and the voice, or she is the main character of Lucille One on Arrested Development. Yeah, I saw that she had passed, yeah. Quite possibly one of my most favorite actresses just for her hilariousness. And just like the the way she can ad-lib and like deliver on a character is beautiful. She's done so many other roles, but that's what most people would know her for, but so I've been binge watching the rest of development just to relive all the gin martinis. <laughs> yeah, not not a lot of people can pull off like that varied character, like lose themselves in the character like she could. Because I've seen a couple of other things she's done and just an amazing actress. Yeah, she is, yeah, she is really wonderful. Um, I know we got off topic, but I had this written down because I heard this like literally on a like verbatim on a podcast so i was like well if we're gonna speculate about things that are happening and who might be guest starring where i feel like this is a great thing to talk about but um monet exchange self-admittedly is in an undisclosed location in an undisclosed undisclosed state i'd Uh like to point out she did say state so i have reason to believe that she is stateside now she was supposed to be in a West End production, but as we all know, Latrice and Willem are actually going to be, from what I understand, in the same West End production. Oh. And I they've know. already announced this because yes. uh, I will, I think every episode I'll do a shout out to the mom podcast because I love them so much. Yeah, I've seen- Mom Podcast um, Network. Yeah, I've seen Latrice um, post that she's going to London. She absolutely is. And so is Willem. They're going to be working together on the same show. Yes, it's a, I think it's a Agatha, something like a Agatha Christie draggy murder mystery type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard, they haven't spilled a lot of details yet, but I have, uh, I've heard a lot about the, I think it's, they have like, Three weeks straight of rehearsals coming up so yeah they're they should be on their way over soon if they haven't left already so i wonder know, if pandemic you're gonna have to do a 14-day quarantine before you can even do anything so they're either on their way if monet is on is gonna have to because we all know that past all-stars winners end up on the set of all-stars magically True and Trinity. By the way, Trixie's already on set. She's she's already on set. She's doing the pit stop. She's already on set. She's she's there. She's doing the COVID test. She's there. She's already on set. Oh wait, if she posted what? No, no, Trixie Mattel is already on set because she is doing. She is filming the pit stop, which is the recap of every week's episode of Drag Race on Uh YouTube. So Trixie's already on set, right? Monet who is in New York usually because Bob just moved out to LA, but Monet did not, as far as I understand. If anyone wants to email us and correct that, that'd be great. But as far as I understand, she's not in LA. So that would make sense that she would be in California and can't talk about it. Trixie's already on set 
for like already in World of Wonder production. Wow. Okay. Um, we know they have a habit of bringing back, um, what you like winners from All Stars back to at least like make appearances during All Stars. Right, and bringing that up, like queens going away or whatever, during season, um, at the end, like before season 13 officially started all of that, and one of the big reasons why Laguna Blue is rumored to be is because Dan, Laguna, and Rosé were in L.A. around the time season 13 started filming so does jan have a you know is was jan doing something with wild presents um, with and laguna was laguna doing the final interview to get well, on season 14 everyone already thinks janice confirmed her all-stars which would explain why they let the uh well see i don't know because like the jan rope thing everyone's reading into the jan rope thing but here's the thing it's a well-known fact that any catchphrase, anything you say, any look you any look you serve is property of World of Wonder. Like it's property of that. Essentially. So they don't need her permission to show her Janro because it's just her face. Well, technically, that's her merch. It's not sold through World of Wonder, it's sold through her own personal website. It's her merch. It's her face with the look she wore on Drag Race, though. They already but, own that image. No, but I was going to say, like, it, she was a contestant on Drag Race. Yeah. They don't need image release. They don't need anything like that from it. Well, because it's the image from when she lost the Madonna challenge. Oh, I... Right? That's what I mean. Like, they, they own that. They own that face crap. They own that face crap. They literally own her face in that moment. Right. Well, the robe itself and like it's merch wise, they would need her permission to sell it. But to show it, she signed her when you're on Drag Race, you essentially sign a release saying whatever Drag Race wants to do with you, they will do in terms of promotion, editing, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like I know they own like they own Latrice's um, Jesus is a biscuit. Let him sop you up. Like they own that. They own any catchphrase that you deliver on Drag Race. They own everything essentially becomes property of World of Wonder. Yeah. Yeah. So, but the question is, was she doing, was Jan doing something with WoW Presents? Was Jan filming, pre-filming, like, like, Queens kind of things for All Stars 6? Because the other heavily, heavily rumored queen to be on All Stars 6 is Trinity K. Bonet. Oh, see, I didn't, I didn't want to bring this up because I had heard from sources that I was, um, I was asked explicitly not to talk about the TK Bonet experience in reference to the new season of All Stars, which I, I, you know what? When people talk to me, I respect that. I got right. you. You know what I mean? You want to we tell me some details? To, we don't have to go to details, but she yeah, is I might, heavily I might tell rumored it to, my husband to be on privately, there. But I'm not going to talk about it on the pod. Well, no, we don't have um, to go, but she is rumored to be on there. Let me tell you one thing. Um, if the TK Bonet experience is truly going to be on the next All-Stars, all I'm going to say is I'm fucking here for it. I want it. And I am so ready for it. I know so I know people who feel the same way. They're ready for it. And the I want thing to talk is- about Continental. That- that is, oh my God, continental excellence. Yeah. Rumor also has it that um, this is pretty much TKB's all, uh, season to lose. Like she's heavily favored. If if she's on it, if she's on it, this is a disclaimer. This is my theory. You know, Reddit snooping around. Yeah. But it's her season to win. Oh, absolutely. Rue loves her. Yeah. Yeah, I have a... She didn't do a bad lip sync at all. Her lip syncs were amazing on her season. She's an lip sync assassin. Assassin's not even a good enough word for it. Like... 
Yeah, she's got it. She she's gonna if she's on it, she's gonna slay. And I think this is gonna if Jan is on it, it's gonna be a redeeming arc for her too. Yes. But now we'll, while we're speculating, can we speculate one more thing that I've been thinking about lately? Oh please. So um I know that we are both avid listeners of Brenda, call me. Yes. And we know that May 1st is the release of Drag Race Down Under. And I imagine you've heard that Miss Vanity is very explicit that she has not, not only was she not selected for the cast, but she was not chosen to do any such thing to do with and or around or with Drag Race Down Under season one. Mm. Now, I know that we have a long history of queens saying that they know nothing about nothing. And then they all of a sudden pop up like Jody Harsh DJing on Drag Race series two. Yeah, and Do we think we could have a Vanity situation here? I think so, because Vanity is very well respected in Sydney. And she is very much a genius with wigs. She oh my God. is- Her wigs are amazing. Her wigs are amazing. She is an incredible queen. Like if you, she is one of those queens that lip sync assassin is not good enough. Cause- Yeah, no, she is just, oh. If, Please do yourselves a favor. If you have not searched vanity lip syncing, please do look up Courtney and Vanity. That should yeah, be don't just yeah, don't just look up wigs by Vanity. We all know her. Look, we look all know wig. the bitch can work a wig. Look up her look performing. up wigs by Vanity, but don't stick to the wig tutorials. Look at her lip syncing because she does a Mariah Carey impression spot ass on and when she was younger she did a residency in london and there's this thing of that i'm obsessed with where she does midnight train to georgia oh good song like good song it looks like she's singing because her words and her lip sync are that freaking tight by the way new cocktail invented red bull and tequila Red Bull and tequila. <laughs> Wait, isn't Red Bull and vodka the main thing? Yeah, but I'm running low on vodka, so I put tequila in it. Into tequila. <laughs> well, how is it? Um, hmm. I want to say hallelujah, but not quite controversy. So, um. All right. Well, let's get into the controversy a little bit. It's as good as Sharon did before her career flopped. Let's just say that. Ooh. Wait, did Chair Needles ever have a career? Uh, uh, she did after she won, and then everyone found out she after she was brimming Aquaria that it. N- well, this is the septic time. This. this is so good. Sharon this is Needles, so good. <laughs> Sharon Needles has been canceled twice. After she won Drag Race, she almost got canceled for her cunty behavior. Oh and my god. The her drug and alcohol said. use. Okay, well, we all now, like alcohol. And then now her pedo tendencies have canceled her essentially again. Okay, we're definitely gonna have to do that. But um speculations. Um, you know what? I actually you know what? I would love to, while we're just kicking and talking about drag. Mm-hmm. Um would you love to just talk about some local flavor around us? Yes, because not Maybe some all... not television enthused or featured drag queens that we can talk yeah. about some wonderful things. Some of the best drag queens are local queens. So please go out and support your local girls. And let's just take a quick break and then we will come back and um, shout some of our queens out. Yeah, let's just talk about some local girls, some great drag that's happening around us right now. So we will be back in just two seconds. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. 
Okay. Thank you for waiting for us. And now we'd just like to, we're going to chit chat about some of our favorite queens that you probably haven't heard of on television yet. Yeah, today we're going to spotlight three cool local queens that we think are worth your time to dive into Instagram, Facebook, and all social media platforms to give them some love, likes, and follows. Absolutely, and we'll be abs- we'll be posting all of their social media in the link and in the information to this episode, so that you can just go and follow them at your leisure. Of course. So, Matt, why don't you start off? Who are your fa- three favorite local queens? All right. So, I feel like this one is a little bit of a no-brainer for me. Um, I've seen her perform. She's wonderful. She also happens to be the current reigning. Miss Canada Continental. Ooh. See what I did there. Ah. Um, I'd love to talk about Miss Mona Moore. I love the name. A Calgary drag queen um, working her tits off, literally. She just started a boot camp for pageant drag queens. Um, and like I said, is the current reigning Miss Canada Continental. I had the pleasure of seeing her on Halloween, doing some wonderful performances. Um, and yes, I would just love to give a quick shout out to her because I've seen some, yeah, I've seen some wonderful performances of her and she's just a wonderful person to talk to. So if you can go and check out Miss Mona Moore, I would love that. She's even so fancy. She's got one of those Miss Mona Moore official Instagrams. Yes, official. She's Instagram official. Wow. Yes, you can't you can't even snatch that up. It's just her official. Ooh. Yes, right? Mm-hmm. You know you know it's business when. Yeah, so we have Miss Mona Moore. Who else should we be following? Um, I would also love um Miss Stephanie Price. Okay. Now, Stephanie Price is a um, crazy performer. You want to talk to someone who could do flips and tricks and wear next to nothing, Stephanie Price is your gal. Um, she is self-proclaimed icon and legend in Calgary, as well as I believe she refers to herself as the original ladyboy. Which we always love some appropriation of Ladyboy. I love when it's taken and used as a positive. So I love Stephanie Price. I had the pleasure of talking to her uh, a few months, several months ago now, when we could still have drag shows here in Calgary. Um, And she was wonderful. We had her at our table. She was talking to me and my husband and honestly just a wonderful 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 person to talk to and um she has merch she has great videos she has a great instagram page that you can gawk at and look at all her wonderful looks we all love to look at looks don't we and creep the instagram who doesn't love a look queen i love to look at just like oh i don't even care if you're a look queen if you want to post all of the looks on instagram i'm i'm here to look at them I am fully here to look at them. Like, just just give me all of the looks. And the last queen I'm gonna talk about is a little bit of, she's not even Canadian, but I love her as if she was Canadian. And it's because we have twin cats. Aww. And that's the wonderful Miss Betty Whitecastle. Uh, another um, name I love, Betty Whitecastle. Oh. I first as a Canadian, I've never had White Castle, but I imagine it is delicious and wonderful. Well, I've um, never had it either. I've just I've had so many hilarious, hilarious conversations with Buddy White Castle, and I've had a chance to check out a few of her Instagram lives. Man, I could I really could take a few things from watching her interview people. She is really. She's really good at interviewing people. She asks really good questions. Also, she's just a fantastic talent. Um, I know she has her first actual live show coming up and I don't have the dates, but I will be sure to be plugging her on all of her Facebook and Instagram so people can go find that show. It's gonna be her first live show in person in what I understand from almost a year at least. Um, Yeah. 
Wow. But yes, we started talking because we have twin cats. Aww. And I'll be sure to post a picture of my auto man on our Instagram page, which we have an Instagram page in Intercontinental Kiki. Yes, with a little spoiler alert, we will be rebranding and changing since we have a fabulous new co-host in Matt. So we will now be known as Intercontinental Kiki. Oh, that's so honestly, I I can't, I still honestly can't believe this. I, inter- I just like did an interview for you on your podcast last week and it's, uh, I don't know, it's absolutely crazy to think that I went from being a nervous podcast guest to a nervous podcast host. Uh, you're doing a fantastic job and definitely once we started talking and vibing I had to have you co-host with me because it wouldn't have it this wouldn't work any other way on uh, yeah honestly I could talk to you for hours on end um the only time we stop talking I think is when I have to go to bed because I'm when he passes out yeah because um in I don't remember if this was said on the last podcast um, with your episode or not, um, but I don't sleep. I'm a <laughs> vampire, so <laughs> I sleep enough for both of us. It's okay. There you go. <laughs> so I do have three local queens I want to spotlight as well. Oh yes, I'm excited to hear about this. Okay, so first and foremost is Daisy Dead Petals. Now, Daisy Dead Petals is a South Florida icon and legend and staple in the drag community. So you ha- if you haven't have heard of her, which most of our listeners might not have, please check out her Instagram and Facebook page. She is such a sweet person, such a great, great performer. I've seen her perform at Lips Fort Lauderdale when it was open. Hopefully when it reopens, she'll be back. Fingers crossed. But yeah, she is definitely one of a a legend in South Florida community. The one I want, the next one is, her name is Maya Iman LePage. Now her Instagram pretty much sums up her style of performance. The queen of flips. She is known to buck and flip and do tricks to perform like one of her favorite one of my favorite moves that she does is she'll bring out two two chairs hands them on the chairs and twerk oh Cirque de Soleil yeah (laughs) yeah so um she was Miss Miami Beach Pride for 2019 I think we're about to say for 20 years. I was like, damn, work. No, at 2019. Um, we last year they crowned a new one. And then the last one is actually not local to me, but I love watching her Instagram lives, her videos. Her name is Schwa Devive. How do you spell that? Schwa is S C H W A. Yeah. Deviv, D-E-V-I-V-R-E. Schwa Deviv. Now, she is, of course, a drag queen, but she's a cook. Oh, I think I've seen a, I've seen a couple posts about Schwa Deviv. She competed on Chopped. Oh my goodness. Wait. Full Geesh. Wait, because there's only one drag queen that's ever competed on Chopped, right? Yes. I've seen, I've seen this. I mean. It's a Halloween episode. Yes. No, I have. Oh my God. I I love that you brought up someone that I've seen that I didn't even know. Oh my, this is brilliant. Oh my God. She was amazing on Chopped. First of all, cooking and drag. And she won. Let's point that out. She won. Chopped. And she is doing now a every Thursday 6 p.m. Eastern Standard on Facebook, cooking with a drag queen. So she'll cook and prepare meals in full guiche in her house um, with their husband's assistant, as an assistant. Well, look at all of our viewers can now, they don't have to order 
you know, Uber Eats on Thursdays now. They can just tune into Schwa and they can cook themselves a home-cooked meal with a drag queen. And it's like drag queen bingo, but you get to eat after. It sounds wonderful. Exactly. It's, it's a lot more fun. It's a lot more fun of a tutorial, basically. And you I'm get for to it. eat after. And I I believe she does a cocktail too. Oh, I'm I'm actually making some chicken tonight based on a recipe that you gave me, Trish. <laughs> yeah, uh, I gave you was it a mojo, a Cuban mojo recipe. Yes. I'm making my Cubano chicken tonight. <laughs> I'm very excited. My husband's very excited too. Uh, he cannot wait, except he doesn't realize uh, every time I prep the chicken, he always forgets that I'll cut up all the stuff, but he has to stick it on the skewers because I don't t- like touching raw chicken. <laughs> it's it's oh, been yeah. a, I actually, um, <laughs> I don't want to get into too many stories, but I, I'll just give us one more before we start to wrap things up. But uh, yeah. funny story, my parents asked me and my sister one time, shout out to Christy, I love you. I'm gonna make you listen to this episode. I, uh... So one time me and my sister were trying to, my parents were like, we're at soccer, come home and start like start the chicken for us so we can make dinner when we get home. Me and my sister literally pull this chicken out of the fridge to like bone in, skin on chicken breasts. And we're like, literally looking at each other, like, what do we do? <laughs> it probably took us like 25 minutes to figure out that not only were we supposed to touch it with our like hands, yeah. <laughs> to put it in the roasting pan and all that kind of Yeah, it was, we did not make chicken well that night. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember when my mom, cause now you have um like skin, like skinless, skinless chicken. It's, it's a blessing. Yeah, now you have boneless, skinless chicken breasts and you have skinless chicken thighs and chick- and drumsticks. Uh-huh. But when I was younger, that didn't exist. Mm. And my mom does not cook chicken skin. So oh, no. my job when I was younger was to pull the chicken skin off the drumsticks. Snatch it off. Yeah, it's like literally it's, and you see this like, not to get too like graphic, but you see like the silver skin and like, tugging at it i'm like you don't have to get graphic what i think i'm gonna do is like i'm really gonna look into sound effects for the podcast (laughs) like a ripping sound effect oh Um, god (laughs) the shade rattle is always welcome oh we need we need the for our little pot for our podcast before we need the little shade rattle Right. You know oh. what? I think what we need to do is from since we're rebranding everything, we're gonna start a weekly segment with a queen of the week. I love that idea. Let's instead of having to talk about all these beautiful, gorgeous queens, let's just talk about one. Yeah, we'll have one queen spotlight. We'll are we gonna we'll... dom top a queen every week? Yeah. Let's do I'm it. into it. I'm into it. We'll dom top a queen every week, but yeah. like not in the way you're expecting. <laughs> yeah, we'll be gentle. As gentle as we can. <laughs> yeah, well, it's going to be very fun spotlighting all these queens. Yes. And hopefully, and... we'll not only get to spotlight them, but interview and talk to them. So, queens, if you want to come on, Hit us up. Let us know. We'd love to talk to you. And what's we do have an email, do we not? We do. It's intercontinentalkiki at gmail.com. And again, all of you wonderful potential guests out there, that's intercontinentalkiki at gmail.com. Yeah. So if you're interested in uh, sponsoring or coming on and talking to us, please hit us up. We are through IG, through our email, through our Facebook page, which we now have as well. Yes, I will be posting my personal Instagram link on all of our podcasts. So if anyone would like to get in touch with us, that is matt.botwin42 at gmail.com. And yes, that is Botwin like Nancy Botwin. (laughs) 
All right. I think it's time that we start wrapping it up because yes, this has been such a wonderful chat with you. It has been so good to catch up and have our first intercontinental kiki. Yes, and we're just having too much fun. Too, too much fun, but we can always pick up again next week. Oh, for sure. We'll be picking up with new interviews and new um, podcasts every week, Fridays at 11 a.m. Yes, and we have some interesting guests coming up, including some asexual topics, as well as females in brewing. And we also are looking to hear from a wonderful comic from Toronto. So stay tuned. There you go. All right. So guys, thank you so much for joining us and see you next week. We really appreciate it. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye.